Hello, welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. I'm joined by with a very special guest today, Paddy Young. A lot of the fans have been angry this morning because uh, they, their normal Friday that starts off with an episode of Boys Gone Wild has been delayed uh, because, sadly, Mike, who was meant to be on this podcast's voice, went down. Paddy, who was hung over yesterday, couldn't do the pod. This morning, uh, I had to drag him out of bed about two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So... I had I had all of my all of these little these little puppies desperate for a podcast and I'm trying to give it to them but then Paddy just needs a couple more hours every time just a couple more hours. So this isn't my podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> this is the we're doing Edinburgh Fringe, yeah. which is it's yeah. the end of the month. So yeah. I've not been boozing until like the last week, mm-hmm. and then last night got incredibly drunk. We do my podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah, just whenever I wake up. Yeah, this boy. <laughs> You came into my bedroom like five times. Yeah, yeah. You stood at the foot of my bed like a, like a little child that pissed the bed that was scared of ghosts or something. I have people, these people are desperate for content, you know. I was, I was messaging any cunt in town. Are you up? No, obviously not. Yeah. Oh, uh, you up, man? No. <laughs> no, I'm in bed. No, it's true. I have been. But do you I've, know what? I've got a bit liberal coming into your room, actually, yeah. haunting you. I think we ghost. both have, to be yeah. fair. Yes, that's true. Uh, we've been living together here at the Edinburgh Fringe. This, this is now... This is the fall of Rome. This is the end of the festival. We did this almost a, a year ago to the day we did yeah. the same podcast here. But it's been a very different fringe this year, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Last year was completely feral uh, with the bin strikes and everything. It felt like just there was a chaos brewing. Whereas this one seems a lot more level-headed. But also, we're not the poorest cunts in the world now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which we certainly were for a long time. Yeah, it's definitely this this fringe has been it's been nice to know that like it doesn't have to be complete kind of hell. And it's definitely been it's been a more dignified experience I'd say. Yeah. Been five of us, five boys living in this flat, which I think you know, I definitely think it's encouraged bad behaviour for sure. Um I feel pa- Paddy's definitely got I think too comfortable sexually with me. I think Every time I've bent over, Paddy's had a little go. <laughs> it has been like it has been sort of like a has been like a there's sort of been prison rules here where you have to sort of watch <laughs> yourself. Um, and it's definitely seeing all these plaudits going to Paddy about you know how much of a modern man he is and all this sort of stuff. I think yeah, it's w- often quite hard to read when I know what he's like back home. When yeah. domestically, I have to deal with his, <laughs> yeah. his general carry on, you know. It's been nice. Yeah, it has been very nice. To be able to like, you know, have a month where you can just hug and kiss your best friends whenever yeah, you want. Yeah, it's true. It's been a very homoerotic vibe in this flat for sure. There's been a lot, it's been no, there's been lots of hugs, lots of kisses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of, you know, especially if I ever see a girl flirting with you, you know, and if I ever see you not interested, I'm like, this is the wrong way around. Because I'm getting, I'm getting bummed the whole time <laughs> and I don't want it. Mm. And you want something, and he does not. This this triangle isn't working well. You know? I'm looking past at you. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking at you wanting a drink. <laughs> I'm like that <laughs> every day. <laughs> See you making your toast in the morning. I'm just like, this. <laughs> do you know what would be crazy? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been nice. We saw we saw Mission Impossible a couple of weeks in. Um, Amazing. Which was probably my pick of the fringe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're all big Tom Cruise heads. I mean, Andrew's been a huge fan for a while and he's properly got me back into it. But uh, yeah, I think the last one, 
I was fully there for it, you know. Um, but we, ha- we ha- during the the film, we did have like there was what there's like four Scottish eleven year olds. Yeah. Who, who, who didn't BB help get in? Yes, BB being a people pleaser. As soon as she saw these four eleven year olds struggling, imagine to get imagine, in. imagine the naughtiest looking boys. Yeah. Possible Scottish lads. Yeah. Oh, can you get us into a film? Of course not. No. Oh, because you'll ruin my experience. Well, there's a reason they're legally not allowed yeah. in because they're too young. And it's probably the worst behaviour I've seen in a cinema ever. It's amazing. The naughty kids here, they're, they're so much naughtier than the naughty kids in England. Everything's just a little bit... Everything's just 15% more. Yeah. There's just the drunks are more drunk. The drunks, yeah, I've never... It is different in Scotland. I mean, you have, you have people who are high and drunk in every major city. But Scotland does just do it differently. When they kicked those kids out of the cinema, they needed two security guys. Yeah. <laughs> two security guys during Mission Impossible. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't, the, mission, the, the, yeah. the security guys, they didn't come in like confident. Yeah. They were a bit sheepish. Yeah. I and mean, these kids wouldn't leave. That's the other thing. The lack of respect. Yeah. For an authority figure. Mm. Imagine, imagine when I was 10 years old, if I, if I was got, been naughty in the cinema and told me to leave, I'd be running out with myself between my legs. Yeah. They're going, fucking no. Yeah, yeah. We're still giving it that as they're on the way out, you know. Yeah. And then we were giving it back to them. Exactly. They left as they as they walked past. I went, ha ha, <laughs> and they, they didn't like that. Well, I mean, it was there was five of us, and we're all you know in our twenties and thirties, yeah. and it is interesting wondering. I guess we're sort of some of the only adults in this cinema. Do we tell these kids off? I've never told a kid off yet. Oh, we did tell them off first. Well, no, one of us did. Yeah. Eric did. Yeah. But I was like, Eric, I think Eric's Mike like did. The, Eric is the Tom Cruise of our group. Exactly. He's a he's a muscular. <laughs> I'm Simon Pegg. He's a mes- he's a muscular American guy. So we're like, no, no, we can't do it. We need to go the proper way. And yeah. Eric's like, you know, no, no, I'll do it. It's the only way. Um, but yeah, I I I've never told a kid off, and I definitely so really? he, Mike Mike had a go telling him off as well. They both did. Um, that that weakens us. But do, have you you've have you told kids yeah. off? Yeah. I, I think I need to break the seal with telling it's kids off. If it's good. Yeah? Well, you like it? Yeah. I was, I was walking... Are you, have you smacked someone else's kid? No, not smacked. <laughs> but I've, I've, got, done I've, gone, I've done... Oh, if, if I'll do did. that. I'll go like that. Yeah. I was, wa- I was walking down the street and these kids were... Teenagers were throwing... Something made out of glass. Like a glass bottle. But it yeah. wouldn't break. And they were throwing yeah. it into the road. Yeah. And I just went... I went, guys, come on. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. You know that kids live on this street. I was like, you're smart enough to know. And they were like, mm, they just stopped. So you, you had author- enough authority in your voice? They probably carried on the moment I left. Yeah. But maybe five years ago, I'd have been like, oh, what are they going to say to me? Or yeah. if they shout back, whatever. But you say it in a way. The line is like, come on, guys, you, you, you should know better. I guess, yeah, because dealing with kids is a, is a tough one because it's like, there's not great. The worst case scenario is four 12-year-olds put you upside down in a wheelie bin. Heartbreaking. And you never... You have to get a new identity. <laughs> you never recover from that. Uh, yeah, Imagine yeah. your crush sees you being hung upside down <laughs> by... A like four 12-year-olds. Because especially in like... Yeah, in London as well. I mean, Edinburgh definitely don't ever talk back to a 12-year-old here. You have never. no idea. Never, ever do it. Um, but yeah, in London, you don't, you don't... Sometimes these 12-year-olds are like 25 years old. They're just tiny. Um, and you really... You have no idea what they're capable of. You have no idea what they've seen. Um, and they haven't developed the empathy 
like frontal cortex, so they're probably the, some of the most dangerous people on the planet. Oh yeah, they're sleeper agents. Yeah, they're just well, waiting to go. They're well, four twelve-year-olds could beat you to death and not feel anything, and they always do. Yeah, you ever hear a news article that says um, four teenagers dot yeah. dot dot? Yeah, we're looking. Yeah, they've killed a dog, an old. They've they've broken into an old woman's house and beaten her to death. Yeah, and felt nothing. They just lose control. Well, they're just having the, the guilt. Guilt just comes comes later you know proper guilt so they haven't developed that peer so. pressure I think any teenager if, at a certain point in our life if we were with the wrong people on the wrong day we, we'd have all killed someone don't you think what growing up as a teenage yeah. boy definitely I remember yeah I remember I was when I was like my first like lad's house party when I was like 13 so it was like maybe 12 13 year old boys mm. and I'd kind of been just invited and they're mainly rugby lads so I didn't really fit in but I was like I was, they, they were kind of testing me out as a as a as a boy, um, so this is like, you know, the guy who's running it put a picture of like four crates of Fosters on his like, posted on Facebook saying, mm. "Gonna have a good night tonight," you know. Everyone's so giddy at the idea of like lads beer, um, yeah. And one of them got a kitchen knife out at one point and started like laughing and like chopping and I was like this is that's awesome this is a BBC News article waiting to happen yeah I remember thinking that I was like I can't show that I can't be the one to say this but this is mental yeah that same guy actually was would tell me stories about the initiation of um, going to like uh, uh, a sports rugby camp mm-hmm. so rugby boys have you ever heard about like rugby boys initiations yeah I mean that's the gayest thing in the world it's the gayest thing well it's like the, how excited he got explaining this rugby initiation um, <laughs> because it's funny because I think only one slight realisation he'd realised that all of it is so insane yeah. but because of the fever brought up he thinks it's hilarious Yeah. so the initiation uh, he went with his brother he had a, they had a specific initiation where uh, one guy would piss down his brother's back Wow. So it was like the street, and then he had to lie. Piss down his own brother? No, someone pissed oh. down his brother's back. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so the brother had been initiated, but the, because his brother was coming in, he had to help this initiation. One guy would piss down his brother's back, and then this guy, my friend, had to lie underneath his brother as the piss rained from his arson balls into no. his mouth. No. And that was just a side one. The main one, that all the new, like... How much, rug- do, you, how much do you love rugby? I know. Because I, I would do any, I love... <laughs> <laughs> I don't play sport. Yeah. But I do love Yeah. I love going to the cinema. Yeah. So it was like, oh, you can't get into the uh, Odeon new rules now. Yeah. Um, I go, I'll never watch a film again then. Never. What do you mean? The, oh, the new, well, you have to yeah, drink someone's to, yeah. get, to get into an Odeon. <laughs> like, you get, you get into Odeon's for free forever, but you can't see a film unless you have someone piss on someone's back and it goes into your mouth. I go, oh, I won't watch films then. Well, what, but what about doing oh, I guess I'm not a film guy now. What about doing stand up though? You know? Well, that is my career now. And a lot of these guys... But was rugby their career? Well, maybe. They didn't, didn't have a lot going, else going for them, I'll tell you that. So the main initiation at this camp yeah. was one of the, like, the alphas, I guess, from the year above would sit on a branch of a tree, okay? Or maybe three of them actually would. Mm-hmm. And all of the new guys had to have their arms on the tree like this. Mm-hmm. And then the three guys above would all shit their brains out no yeah so they all have arms on the tree <laughs> woke me up four times for this. <laughs> camera's not even recording you can't see but he's he's so erect right now <laughs> and then the the first person to leave uh that everyone shits on his chest and he's telling me this but he's doing it with like a smile on his face like it's like a 
Like my a boy, funny story. You, but like that is the maddest thing I've ever heard. You were you were raped. <laughs> <laughs> same That's guy. Terrible. I, I probably should say this, but the same guy. Um, he posted a he posted a status saying he passed his math GCC when he was like twenty two years old. He passed his math GCC when he was twenty two years old, mm-hmm. and he posted a status saying um, to all the teachers who didn't believe me, oh. "Fuck you." That's awesome. But what is amazing though, because it's like the teachers didn't believe that you could pass your master's GCC before the age of twenty. I don't think you've yeah. proven them wrong. Do you know? What I mean? No, of course you haven't proven. No. <laughs> Draws his first picture of a house at thirty years old. Told my reception teacher they didn't believe me. He said I couldn't colour between the lines. Look at this, <laughs> Bruh, You're thirty. <laughs> and that's the same forty guy. years old. He gets potty trained. <laughs> to all my nursery <laughs> teachers. Who thought I'd never be shitting outside <laughs> of nappies? <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> uh, yeah. The idea of posting your shoelaces tied like, in the yeah. 40s being like, for all the people that I've never done. You thought, you thought I couldn't? Thought we went Velcro for the rest of my life. And they're, and they're like, they're like, also the whole, I love the whole thing of like, the teachers said I couldn't. The teachers would have been trying to help. <laughs> they weren't going... You'll never be able to do a master's. No, they were going to your parents. They, they, they I genuinely going, think he's too thick to he, do this. And he needs to do the work. And he's not doing the work. <laughs> he needs to... This kid, He's letting kids shit on his arm, all right? Yeah. yeah. Carries, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they didn't believe me. Yeah, instead of your master's homework, you were getting shat on. <laughs> what would your teachers think? They'd be he terrible. Pretty, Imagine if they looked out the window and they saw him getting shat on and they went, he'll be all right. Do you know what? We best not give him another push. They're your mentors. Yeah. yeah. Or they're saying, I wish I hadn't... I wish I didn't tell him that I didn't believe in him because look at him now. He's completely thriving. Like they'd be annoyed. Yeah. It's like, God, that's oh, so I was bad. hoping he was still getting shot on somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> when we have a thick child, we always just hope that things go really badly for them. That's why we get into teaching. Yeah. And Ed- Edinburgh's been a, it's, it's a funny vibe because you, you see there's a lot of layers to the city at this time of the year because you have all the kind of cucky, liberal, artsy people who come on, descend on mass on this ancient city. But then out and about, you still have the, the local Scottish people who are, I think, are so different odds. Like we saw the two sides of the Scottish spirit on that one night we went out drinking. Well, we, we finally get a quiet drink with me, you, oh my God. Dan. And then, I guess, a, a mentally ill person sits across from us and just... Well, you know, it was rugby, wasn't it? Oh, it was, wasn't it? We were sat at a pub and... Uh... Yeah, we just wanted a quiet drink, a few of us, and this ma- this huge man just sits down opposite us. Ginormous. And just in silence watches us. And Dan Tiernan, who is like, um, he's like a portal between comedians and nutters. Yeah. Because he's, he's both, he knows. He can speak in, in the spirit realm. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a, what do they call him? It's like a. What's, what's it called when you bring a, a linguist? What's yeah, it called? Yeah, Translator? A, yeah, but it's it's more like a, me- he's a medium. He's, he's a medium, like a, yeah. He's like a spirit medium. Because yeah. we didn't actually, we didn't speak. He's like, you know, you see the, the Native American guy that's wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got those guys. One of, them's tra- one of them trained as a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. So he turns up, he opens up his case. Thank God Tiernan was there. Thank we God Tiernan We weren't able to communicate so, with so him. So Tiernan, of course, goes, I know him. Of course he does. <laughs> and uh, he apparently, I mean, it's quite sad, really. Yeah. He had an injury in rugby. Um, and so he's not all there but what he does is he goes from bar to bar every night yeah and he sits down opposite people and will just sit there until eventually he asks if he can have their drinks yeah 
And that's what he did to us, one by one. I mean, it was mad because we were hemmed in the corner. We were trapped. And he sat down. It was inglorious. Staring at all of us. It was the most aggressive. It was the way that, like, he was leaning into the stare. It was like, it was the most, it was so hard to have a It was like a I've never been more perceived in my life. Bro was perceiving. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they can't can't just kick him out because then he he, he goes nutty. Because he seemed quite sweet when we were speaking to him. But I feel if you riled him, then he could kill you. Yeah. Like, it's not, he was so big that he could have fucked us all up. Um, but apparently he's, he was on day release from a mental asylum. Yeah, I don't we, know about I don't, that. That doesn't make any sense. No. That they just let him out. Um, so we saw that and then... Only four pints. <laughs> You're not going to do that thing that you're famous for doing every night? <laughs> no. no. Okay, it's just that every, every single night you're at a bar getting kicked out because of nicking drinks. And it's our job to protect you. This one is for all the... Imagine he stops doing it and he's like, your man. <laughs> yeah. This is for all the nurses that said that I would never go out and not do it. You're 65 years old, yeah. man. You're, you're dying. We're, we're literally trying to protect you again. Um, but then 20 minutes but, later, on the way back... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. We um, saw this. Well, you explain it. You explain. Just on the main road, uh, a bus passed us. And on the back of the bus was a teenage boy, or maybe like 20. Yeah. 20 years old. And he was, I don't even know how he did it. He was hanging off the back of the bus. But there was no ledge to it's stand on. It's a single-decker bus. Single-decker there was bus. like a, a grate at the back. So it wasn't like yes. he was holding onto a pole. No. This guy, who I guess was 20, he, very young. Yeah. Good um, looking. Lithe, good looking boy. Tom Cruise. Didn't look like he was with anyone either. No. And he had he was like holding onto the grate with his hand. And so then like, there's like a... St- Tiny, tiny bits, and, he, and his, his body's right up next to him. He's, he's like, he's like those rock climbers. What's yeah. that guy called with the big eyes? Alex. Uh, what do you mean? There's a famous rock climber. Who oh, you mean the the the, yeah. the uh, yeah. one the yeah um, free solo. He's free, free solo in it. Yeah. he's there like that, yeah. but he's got his little flourish, which was unbelievable. He had one foot on the road, S- scraping along, scraping along, and yeah. the bus was going at speed. And, and he just did a little move. Yeah, he just did a little move and looked at us as he went past and didn't didn't make a noise, but he just was like did a so move. cool with it. So cool with it. So you went, you saw the two sides of it and it wasn't for anyone seemingly. And that's, I mean, that's, Scot- that's Scotland, Scotland again. Yeah. The cool boys are just that much more. Well, you were saying um, that that kind of cockiness, if you could pull it off, then it, it is great. It's unbelievable. I'm, that I, overconfidence. I'm in but if you can pull it off, it's just because of the, if you don't, obviously it's a disaster. Then you're the, yeah, that's what, but that's what makes it so cool. Yeah. Is that all it would have taken is a little nick in the road He's he'd have fallen, he'd have broken his ankle yeah, he's and fine. it would have been the most humiliating thing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And imagine people go, oh, why is it that you can't um, walk anymore then? <laughs> oh, I, I climbed on the back of a bus to um, impress some strangers. Maybe Suddenly, the, guy, the guy who was sitting, staring at us. The, <laughs> that's what that's he did. What, that's what he'd done. For <laughs> he was the coolest guy. <laughs> and people used to always give him free drinks because he was cool and that's what he remembers. He remembers going into pubs <laughs> and getting free beers because he was the best guy. <laughs> but the guy on the back of the bus, Unbelievable. Know, he, he's going to be dead before 30. But he's going to burn bright. He'll do it all. Yeah. He won't need to get to 31. Yeah. Why would he? Yeah. He'll do it all. Amazing. Um, Well, speaking of that energy, this, uh, there's been some news this fringe. I mean, on this podcast, we've been very, we are semi-obsessed with uh, Putin's kind of, you you don't want to respect him because he is evil. Mm -hmm. But every, Every movie does is undeniably baller because um, we talked about we used to have a lot of 
podcast episodes about him poisoning people. I, I, I'm a bit obsessed with his poisoning because he poisons all his political enemies. And then it's just the way that he... If you're the head of a country that has a nuclear arsenal, you can just deny killing people because what is anyone going to do? Mm. So it's a, he just killed all his th- all of his enemies, poisoned them with the same poison. It's so clearly he poisoned them and then being like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Who did it? No idea. And then this time, so I've been obsessed with Prigozhin and the Wagner military group because they staged a military coup. It's mm. like, it's literally, you, didn't, you thought this shit happened 100 years ago. It's all happening right now. And it looked like Putin had been a bitch for the first time in his life. Because Wagner, who had, were basically the, the biggest military force in Ukraine, had basically had turned on Moscow, had turned on Putin's leadership and were marching on Moscow. Putin's army was all out in Ukraine. He was completely vulnerable. So what Putin does is basically says, look, turn back and I'll forgive everything. We'll just call it quits, I promise. And so he's like, all right, fair enough. They call it quits. And then it looks for the first time like Putin's been a bitch. And it completely changes images. It looks like it's the beginning of the end for Putin because he's shown a little crack in the armor, you know. Mm. And then two months later, no, three weeks later, the head of Wagner is in a private jet flying over Moscow and he shoots it straight down, okay, Mm. killing all of the chiefs of this group and Prigozhin himself. And now he has sent out a video message sending condolences to his family, Mm. basically saying we need to find the guy who killed this person. But it's so clearly him. He's done it, and it's like a, such a dramatic way. He didn't poison him somewhere else. He did it over Moscow. He shot down a plane. Yeah. And then sends condolences to his family as if it's like, we're trying to find out who did this. You can't help but write it. Yeah. You just can't help it. I think as he gave the flowers, he just, he just did a little like, tiny, t- not, not a wink. Yeah. Just a little something. something. A t- like the t- yeah. Even if it was filmed, he, he'd be like, oh, that, was, yeah. that wasn't the thing. I just there's just something amazing about murdering someone and then doing a video about trying to find the killer. You know? Yeah. It's just amazing. It's like a fuckboy. Um That wasn't me, baby. No, baby, what are you talking about? You're crazy. You're crazy. He's Honestly? gaslighting. He's a gaslighting I, king. See who the flowers are from. They're from why would I why would I kill someone and then send the family flowers? Um But yeah, uh also Trump's mugshot. Yeah. Which I think is probably going to be one of the most iconic photos. He's already selling it. Is he? He's selling it. You give a $47 donation and you get a t-shirt. Really? Yeah. What Trump is? Yeah. Well, he's making his own merch. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, this is the first, it's the first mugshot of a US... Bro's Kodak Black. Former US president. It's the first mugshot. Yeah. Well, he got pretty sick with it. Because um, it is interesting. How do you... How do you pose for that mugshot when you know it's the most like iconic mugshot of all time? Yeah, you can't. You're furious that you're getting indicted. The rule is you can never smile, can you? Mm. That's the big no-no. You can't. Yeah, I mean they'd, have, they'd force you to retake it. I swear. Who was it that smiled? Justin Bieber. Yeah. There, there's a couple of people yeah. that do. They got arrested and then they their mugshots and then. Yeah, you got to look. You just got. You got to look as blank as possible. How would you do your mugshot though if you're Trump? If I was Trump, yeah, well, I can't speak for Trump. No, can you not? No, no. But for oh. me, you'd want to look good, wouldn't you? Yeah. Hugh Grant looks good on his. Yeah. Be like, I might be like, I'll be like greasy with it. I like, I'll be like, I'll be a bit like shitty about it. So my tongue will be out, and I'll be like, ah. Really? Yeah. 
Because you're sort of owning the narrative a bit like... Ah. I think that might be worse than a smile. Do you think? Yeah. If I'm just going... Ah. Yeah. Devil horns. Um, After you've just like killed a family with your yeah. car. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Live fast, die young. Asking him if you can do it as a boomerang instead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Rose was glaring. It was a full-on glare. Yeah. That's what... Because he has to, he's livid about it. So I guess that's what he has to convey during that, during the mugshot. It's just how unbelievably livid he is at the. the He'll state be president affairs. again. I think so. Well, it's more like can he get arrested? Because if he doesn't, he still is the goat um, at roasts. I mean, because you because he's been taken off social media, you don't, you don't get the full level of him. But I did every time I watch a video. Like the mainstream media is trying to keep away just how amazing his roasts are. <laughs> Because whenever I search them out, I'm like, how have I, how have I missed this? Because yeah. in 2016, we got all of the great ones. You know, yeah. you'd be in jail. You know, all those bangers. Yeah. He called Ron DeSantis Ron DeSanctimonious. Uh. Yeah. Uh, and he said, unfortunately for Ron, uh, they don't, they haven't yet invented a personality transplant. Because that's what he needs. Amazing. So like, I do think probably he would get in again. I don't know. Well, it's only if, if, if only if Biden doesn't run. I've enjoyed Biden, mm-hmm. but I, I, mean, I, d- I wouldn't want another round of Biden. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I think with Biden, we get the bit now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Trump is still, I did get Biden's got Trump. a good 10 minutes, but yeah. an hour. Yeah. He's a club well, comic. Yeah. Yeah, he's, exactly. It's, it's a character act. You yeah. Know? It's, it's a gimmick. Yeah. His gimmick is that he falls over and he's old. And he loves kissing children. I guess that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty funny. That's pretty good. The smelling hair. Um, I mean, I guess it does always make me laugh. Biden, like going the wrong direction. I guess he could, he could take it to an extreme. Like if he came out with his, if he started pissing himself live, if he's, he's, he's got his blazer on backwards, you know, mm-hmm. If he's got his pants outside his tra- his his trousers, like I if guess he standing, I guess there's like an escalation. He level. starts standing outside the White House. You know that old people do, and they just look at the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watching just, cars that, go yeah, by. Yeah, out in a dressing gown with <laughs> twitching the curtains. Um, but Trump, I guess, is sort of changing up a little bit. Uh, I did get pretty bored of Trump near the end, though, because it was <laughs> like it was sort of like we've heard these roasts before. Um, can we talk about? you starring in a in a play this year yeah we can't we're not going to name it no we can't well I've got a bad history with plays we like, last year you yeah I basically uh, um, well last year's one was was funny because someone asked me to be a COVID cover yeah for three people in a play yeah and the sell to me was it'll be like I don't know how much, six hundred pounds, yeah, seven hundred pounds for the month, yeah, maybe less. If and you won't do it, yeah. they were like, we we don't want to use you, so you yeah. you won't be doing it. And then when I got there, and all I had to do was turn up to the dress rehearsal and watch it, and then just be on call. Um, turned up there, I was actually going to be COVID support for I think six of them, yeah. seven of them. Yeah. Um, and then I went to the dress rehearsal, and they were running late, so they couldn't show me it. So I never saw it, and then. I wasn't contractually obliged to see it because my run then started. So, I, once Would you potentially be in the play as a proper character yeah. having not seen it? It's a it? musical as well. I didn't know that until I got there. Musical. Or were you singing? Yeah. So would you be singing with script and been trying yeah. to... 
Singing and dancing with the script in my hand. In a, oh, by the way, a 400-seater. <laughs> that's, that's sold out. So, yeah, halfway through the fringe, someone drops out and they say, oh, you need to come today. And I, and I was like, well, I've never seen it. I mean, so, it'd be quite... Because I guess there is sort of nothing to lose because it's like, you can't be blamed for it. You have, yeah. There is something quite exciting. There's probably something quite thrilling about being in a play where it's really heavily rehearsed. Everyone knows their lines. And you're wondering about as a key part of it, just yeah, with the but script. Exactly, the gimmick. But the thing is, these, these things sound fun. I don't mean fun for the audience. I mean just like, yeah. what a mad experience. Yeah. Well, the, it's, like, it's like a nightmare. It's like waking up. It's like if you have stage fright. It's yeah. the idea of like, imagine if I was up there and I didn't know any of my lines. Yeah. I didn't know what the play was about. It's the, it's the nightmare that actors have before opening night. Is yeah. <laughs> that they have no... <laughs> and you get to live that out. We're in a sort of risk-free environment in some ways. Yeah. But you didn't never did it in the end. No, it turned up they cancelled one of the plays because someone couldn't do it and I didn't have time. So we spent an hour rehearsing an hour long play. Do you remember any of like the songs or anything? Like what was the vibes? Um I can't remember. I literally can't remember. No. But then I never had to do it. But I was there was one where I was gonna have to do it and I and I obviously told you and Floddy and Tin and yeah. told my boys and I was like, Look, because you said straight away, can I come and see you? Yeah, I'd love to. And I said, of course you can, but don't tell anyone else. Yeah. And then they said, look, you're going to be in tomorrow. And I told you. And then it didn't come through, thank God. And then I'd only just got to know Sean Walsh. Yeah. Went to see his show. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, meet his girlfriend at the back of the room. She goes, oh, wait, me and Sean were going to come see you in a, <laughs> a musical today, but you, you, you weren't on. Well, you, apparently it didn't happen. I was like, where have you been telling everyone? <laughs> and it turned out there was going to be like 20 comedians. <laughs> Some of whom are ones that I really respect and have never seen me do stand-up until at that point. And they're going to see me bombing a musical in front of 400 people. You've got to. You've got, you to, got to. You've got to take these opportunities when they come along. They might God. never. These opportunities come along once in a lifetime. What, what, what I loved about it is that in another... T- when I, I, used to, I used to act before I did stand-up. Yeah. And I was never professional in many ways. But no. you, used to, you used to want to try to be. Yeah, and what I loved is that it was funny how unprofessional I was yeah. because another actor would be like oh yeah I know I'm only contractually obliged to watch the tech but of course I'll come and step in whenever I can yeah. and you'd be hoping for someone to drop out yeah. and you'd cherish all those things whereas I now see most theatre as like but your actor mindset's changed it's, yeah yeah. why would I ever want to sing a song ever yeah. why what? would I ever want to learn a dance <sighs> if I can't break out of it and be like well the acting mindset is one of hope and it's one of like there are good, there's goodness in the world and there's things to strive for. I think the thing I seems. the thing I really struggle with not not actually with this play but with theatre in general is yeah. when you do a stand when you do stand up people just talk about how it was a good show yeah and it was fun yeah whereas you go to press nights for just about any play yeah and that someone does a speech and the speech is always saying along the lines of like this is a story that needs to be told yeah and these cunts think they're changing the world yeah. Like so often you go and do a play and the play will be above everything. It should just be entertained. That's what I think. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's why, that's the, that's why I'm not into it. Cause I'm wrong. Cause obviously it does other things, yeah. but I was always so depressed by being in like a rented area of the theater mm-hmm. where they've got staff giving out free Prosecco to like press people. And they're saying, this is going to make a difference. Yeah. And I always was like this, this isn't, I could never <laughs> get my head around that. Well, so you never once bought, I was like, you never you, once bought into it. I was just like, this isn't the way, this is, just isn't it. We're doing, because I always did it, I always did it for me. Yeah. 
And I'm pretty sure most people that I do stuff, I always thought you're doing this for you. Yeah. Stand-up is such a selfish thing. But so clearly it's So clearly selfish. Yeah. yeah. Whereas... With theatre, there's the illusion that this is like... Yeah, oh, we're here to tell we're here to tell stories and like shine light tell on people's things. No, stories you're not. That told. No, you're not. No, you're <laughs> you want to show off? You want to get like five hundred pounds a week to like? Yeah. Oh, okay. If, if it's for telling the story, don't do the bow at the end. Then don't. Yeah. If, if it's about <laughs> if it's about shining light on um um you know immigration, and you want and trying to make a move, don't do this at the end of it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because yeah. if you were a lawyer in court, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> if you were a charity worker, you wouldn't do it. No, this is for them. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and then the play I did this year, yeah, a uh, very nice lad called Brendan, who's an actor who works at a pub that runs a comedy night. Mm. They they they're doing a play where you, they need someone to cameo every day and just step in as a they, uh, yeah. Step How in. do you keep ending up? With the, you I make know. such weird decisions. I know. I know. I can't say. Well, surely you're, well, you're, you you you've progressed out of this because you you have a tendency to make some absolutely shocking decisions. Yeah. You are getting better. I've got scarcity mentality. Yeah. So anytime I'm offered anything, yeah. no matter how awful it sounds <laughs> and how little it's paid, mm. I'm always like, but if I don't do this, this, this might be the last thing I ever get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm only just training myself out of that. <laughs> I'm only just, anytime a single thing comes on my way. Do you want to do this thing? It'll be absolutely awful. It's at 1 a.m. Well, well, I might never. I might, this might be the last thing I ever do. So <laughs> yeah. I, if, I, if I don't do this one, then nothing will ever happen. Yeah. So I've always had that. But I think I've also got the hangover of being an actor when, you know, there would have been a point when if someone said to me, oh, do you want to come up and do a thing at the Pleasance in front of 400 people? I'd be like, great. I can put that on my spotlight. Yeah. Wouldn't that look cool? No, it wouldn't look cool. Um, so what, what what was this play? I know you can't say what the play was. Well, I mean, it was a good play. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't watch it, to be fair. Yeah, but it was a really fun play where they, what do they do? The joke is the lead actor never turns up. So they get someone out of the audience. Yeah, plants or yeah, it's an Oscar Wilde play, and they get a plant. So no, no, not a plant, a real audience member. Okay, and they have to do all the stuff. And yeah, and then I come. They have a different person come in every day. Different cameo actor or comedian comes on and mm-hmm. goes, "I'm the actor. I'm going to finish the play." And they're like a real diva. And by the time they come on, the audience is meant to hate them because they yeah. know all this stuff about them. Yeah. Then they argue with the. Then, then the actor goes, no, we want whoever's just come out of the audience. No, yeah. we want Jimmy to do it. And everyone cheers. And then I have a strop and then a door opens and hits me and I fall on the floor. Yeah. So it was, I was literally, it was to be on stage for five minutes. Yeah. I agreed to it months ago. Couldn't do it early in the month. So then they rescheduled it to this week. On the day of which I found out I got nominated for the best newcomer, which is... I understand for most people... Like, it's, it's a very big deal. For me, it's a big deal. Yeah, of course it is. It's massive. But what's so funny is it could it could, couldn't have mattered less to these people. Really? So I turned up an hour after I got the thing. So <laughs> I was like, all, everyone I was with, including you, were like, pop it off. Yeah. I mean, you famously said, "What?" I said, "I have to go," and you said, "Bad." you could punch a homeless man in the face <laughs> and you'd be fine. You don't need to go and do a play. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah, but I still had this poor cunt mentality. I was like, no, I've said I was gonna. And also, I did. You know, who cares? It would be. It was just an hour out of my yeah. day. But yeah, it was so funny. I went down there just after I got the news, and he was the director was like trying to explain to me all the things. And he went, you look a bit distracted. I was like, oh, sorry, I've just been. I've probably never been more distracted. I probably. Yeah, I, I've never been. More, and I said, <laughs> and I said to him, I said, can we talk? Because it, it's Pleasant's Courtyard yeah. is, a, is a big outside area where all the all loads of shows are. Yeah. And I said, can we find a room? He said, no, let's just let's just let's just do it here in the bio. <laughs> yeah. So as we're talking, comedians keep coming up to me and being like, man, well done. 
And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you seem distracted. I was like, oh, I've just been nominated for best newcomer. And he and he went, he went right. So listen, and then just carried on. But what I mean, it was very. I loved it because the whole time everyone sort of was very nice. But they, yeah. I did think they were they were treating me as if like, you you are so lucky. But that you must have loved that. Though. I loved it. It's probably really nice because I feel it. after you get nominated for an award, if if people are being really sycophantic, then you get imposter syndrome. Do you know what I mean? Well, also it just shows that like that it's nothing as well. But it's quite nice having this massive career thing and then people treating you sort of like shit. Yeah, I loved it. Afterwards. I loved it. And then, oh, oh, by the way, by the way, also I bombed. Did you? <laughs> no. Because he said, <laughs> he said, comedians often try and come on and like get loads of laughs. Yeah. Because, but, but, the, but the audience has been trained that when, this, when you come on, they won't like you. And I thought, uh, I thought, I'll get oh, it. You thought you'd get around. Yeah. It was I, just four, got, it was, I just got nominated. I just got nominated. It's a 400 seat. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, sure they don't get laughed. Yeah. Bombed. Yeah. Um But yeah, um congratulations on the nomination. I think have you, did you find that the, the show's post nomination I always feel like there'd be like, you know, an um you know an X Factor when the person wins and they have to do their song one one more time. <laughs> That's how I imagine it is. And they're like there's a bit more of a smile on their face, they're kinda like Yeah you know, they're panting. I think if it's it probably going to be very uninteresting, but basically, yeah. You also, once again, you come on and you assume that everyone knows. Yeah. And then it comes up and not everyone knows, and you suddenly seem like a cunt for being like. Mate, you brought your award on stage. I did bring my award. On stage. <laughs> <laughs> I did do that. But also, there's loads of people there. It's a different time of audience because people are yeah. now there for work. Yeah. So what? A guy came in late, and I rinsed him. It turned out he lived with his parents and I rinsed him even more called yeah. him an incel da, 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 da. and then I asked him what he did for a living and he said oh, I'm a commissioner for Sky oh my and God. I went oh. uh. so then I like bowed on the floor to him I pointed my, my award <laughs> to him like that <laughs> <laughs> and then I picked on these boys in the front yeah and then uh, yeah they were worked for Vice and BBC so then I, I just couldn't so yesterday was a weird show because anywhere I pointed at there's, there's people there's people that could my, give me jobs like, my boy. I was going like someone who maybe could give me a job mm-hmm. did I tell about L. Ron Hubbard did I tell you about his wife what, what happened to his wife um. he 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 got with this younger woman and uh, he asked her to marry him and she said no and he said I'll kill myself if you don't marry me <laughs> so then she married him and they went on a honeymoon they stayed in a lighthouse could be the move could be the move <laughs> <laughs> The first night. Well, it's very you though. You, you that's that's the way you do comedy. If you don't yeah. laugh at this, I'll kill myself. Yeah, is the sort of vibe that you have on yeah, stage. Yeah, that's true actually. So you're sort of the Elron Hubbard of comedy. Yeah, that's the relationship with <laughs> my audience. Um, they stayed in a lighthouse on their honeymoon. Yeah, and he punched her awake because she was smiling in her sleep. Jesus Christ! Isn't that the worst thing? <laughs> just, Jesus Christ! I couldn't. I, just, I found that out years ago. I've that never was me today trying to get you to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> See me hugging my award. <laughs> You don't need to do a pod today. Why would you? <laughs> a punch awake. Punch awake. She's smiling in her sleep. Yeah. Bro's jealous. Yeah. Bro's insecure. <laughs> Imagine being jealous of dreams. It's one thing to be like, I, I know you and him, you say your mates at work, but I feel, I feel like you text him too much. Yeah. A dream. Yeah. Elrond. Just my, smiling. My boy, you make books up about aliens. <laughs> you think we're all aliens. <laughs> No. Oh, that was really sad. Have you you've been to the Scientology place, haven't you? We both have. Yeah, we went to. I went to the Big Blackfriars one. It is, 
You guys should all go because it is free because they got so much money, obviously, from devious means. Go in with a fake... I would say go in with a fake um, email and phone number that works because they do text you and they do call you and mm-hmm. they do email you. Mm. But yeah, I did a personality... No, I, I did a personality test. But they're not... But the, the thing is that, yeah, they're only interested in you if you have money. Do you know what I mean? They're not... Because it's not like most other religions where they're just trying to get masses. They just need... It's it's the only reason where it costs the, the subscription fee is like millions. Did you get the graph? Amazing. I forgot what I got though. Because yours was that you're the saddest kind who's ever lived. And they were it? right. That, yeah. that, was, that was what was scary. It was a bit Jeremy and Peep show. They said all these things and I was like, yeah. Yeah. And then they tried to come so, so what did you, so you went in and yeah. you just did the test? No, I spoke to loads of people. What was weird is I never, I never saw more than two people at once. Well, you, you, it was either one person and then someone else would come in and be two of them and then one person. But over the course of a few hours, I must have spoken to 15 people. No, are maybe you, 10 people. Are you implying that there's one person who keeps changing outfits? No, I just said there was a big machine going on that, yeah. you know, it was, oh, I'd love you to meet my friend Greg and then Greg would come in and he'd be talking and to us. And he's got else. like a bad moustache. They showed me a DVD <laughs> yeah. of like a football pitch and they're like, here's what happens when um, there's not enough structure and it would just be someone kicking a ball <laughs> across a field easily yeah. and it was easy and it was boring. Yeah. Here's when there's too much. And there'd be like loads of defenders. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what? And they're like this. <laughs> and then, oh, then it would go to the one where there's no one. Then he's like. Oh. And then with Scientology, it's the perfect amount. And he's like. Yeah. Remember that? I remember that. Was, it looked amazing. <laughs> it looked. It looked. Wait, wait, it so looked like it cost $10 million to produce. It looked amazing. So Scientology's like. It's, yeah, that's like literally like a 30 second advert. Yeah. You know. But they're just showing, they, they, they probably made it just for me. you don't have enough players. But I probably mentioned football and they probably made it for $10 million really? while they were talking yeah. to me. That's why they, they, yeah. they kept coming in like they were in football kit and they're taking it off and getting So the video I saw when I was there was like this business guy, very sleek. He's walking um, around down a street and I think like the smell of like garlic or something from like a, like a, a stinky sandwich or something, hmm. and he smelt it, and it like he really didn't like it, or like it's a it's a smell that uh, it's not pe- petrol, or maybe it was a smell of petrol, right? And it was like he really didn't like that smell, and then it was because in a past life, probably he had like a petrol fuel incident that had like fucked him up. Oh, so that's what a lot of Scientology is. Is yeah. that the way? So you, you know the way you the reason why you are the way you are. It's because someone the, used to bugger me in a kitchen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like a Victorian version of you. was <laughs> Little chimney sweet me was good. Because <laughs> it's quite funny. I was speaking about this with Andrew quite a bit, which is like, is this implication that you've had many past lives? Yeah. But Andrew feels like quite a young, even though we're like six months apart in age, he feels like quite a young soul. And I feel like quite an old soul. Like I'm an ancient dude stuck in a young person's body. Like mm-hmm. it, it feels like, I don't feel like Andrew's had many iterations of himself. He might be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's had three or four. Well, how many of you You're had? ancient. I've yeah. had loads, but you're, you're an ancient yeah. dude as well. Like there's been so many paddies. This, this, they've, they've, and I don't they've think been one trial of, I, and error. I don't think one of them's had a good life. No. And that's why yeah. I am the poorest cunt in the world. That Do I you think? Will. Yeah. You're not one. You haven't had... This is the best. Yeah. This is the best any Paddy's yeah. ever done. This nomination. Because sometimes I think that my life is really hard, yeah. and then I'm constantly reminded by people like you 
you don't have to be the poorest, <laughs> saddest kind of in the world about everything. <laughs> but so then your, your ancestors are all getting together and they're just whinging. You know that scene in Mulan where I think my, all his I think ancestors? My, I think my previous me's, I, yeah. think, I think something happened because you're meant to repeat however many yeah. hundreds of years. Yeah. I think something, a glitch happened and in the plague, I just kept being reborn as something else. <laughs> Like I think, I think your past life last time would have probably been about four hundred years ago, and it would have been like a prince somewhere in Persia. Yeah, you, you're, Persian you're, prince. You've, you, you're, you've had ama- all your lives have been amazing. <laughs> no, but that's your attitude. No, your attitude is I've had nothing. Not only am I jealous, of, has not only am I jealous of my friends' <laughs> lives, I'm jealous of my friends' previous lives that I've just made up. I was genuinely annoyed at you then. I was genuinely like, I can't believe you got to be a prince and I was in the plague, realizing I've just made that up. I am the poorest, most bitter little man in the world. Uh, um, uh. Yeah, I think you, I can imagine you, you were pulling the rocks to the pyramid. Yeah. No, I don't think you were. Do you know what I think you were? I was doing the whipping, but I was. Uh, <laughs> you didn't like I, but I was sunburned. <laughs> you didn't like I was getting sunburned. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting, you know, this actually does really hurt as well. Yeah. I know it's you not what they, You're complaining about how you're on. Yeah. You're constantly, <laughs> and you're also you're complaining about how like there's not there's not like a good enough vitamins in the diet that you guys have been given. It's like it's and I'm, and also that they don't respect me. <laughs> they fear me, but they don't res- <laughs> they don't respect me. And I just want to be liked. <laughs> so true. Um, right. Well, thanks. So, sorry, uh, listeners, for the sorry. Posting. Thanks, no, thanks, no, Paddy, no, for no, stepping no, in. No. Sorry for the, for the posting schedule. Uh, uh. You know, uh, we try to make. Oh, we'll be back to weekly normal podcasting. Um, thanks very much for coming, Pad. It's all right. Um, it's been a, a pleasure. It's a treat. Mm. Uh, maybe we'll do one of these every every fringe. As yeah, you used to actually find things for you you to get more and more successful and more and more. And you can come in early and early into my bedroom. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks very much for listening, guys. Maybe you can come on when I'm on stage next year. Do you think? I'll, I'll be on stage and you go, Pad, I need to do it now. <laughs> what, and knocking I go, on the door? Yeah, and I go, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, love, hugs and kisses. A little for bit of fucking. A little bit. A little bit of shagging. Um, thanks for your continued support over this month. This is off, this is where views will always drop. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. the oh, real oh, this one will be dropped. I can feel it. no, no one's no one's ever going to listen to this. The, right. that, what you just said then that by the time we got to this point, no one's ever going to. What do you think? Five minutes. We're in. speaking to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, no, this one, is no one's. It's not embarrassing because no one is going to hear this. You can literally say whatever you want about anyone. Yeah. You could tell. You say your your darkest secret now. No yeah, one's going to hear. I could. It. I'm. 